Welcome. I'm here with Mikila, and today we are going to talk about diversity and culture. Mikila has been the cultural liaison in Cheshire Elementary School, and three years ago she started a cultural festival to celebrate culture and diversity in the school. So we're going to talk about how she came up with this, a little bit about what she's found in diversity, and how she's helped spread awareness, help children understand that their diversity is okay, and overcome cultural barriers. You started this three years ago. Yes. What was the inspiration for that? So um, our district actually is just trying to build that inclusive climate, the culture of community. So we actually have diversity liaisons, the position that was created and in every single building. So I believe we have 23, 24 schools in our district and every single building, elementary all the way up to high school, has a diversity liaison in that position, in that school. And so basically I took on that role. I was like, you know, being the only African-American teacher at the school, actually, there's only two minority teachers in the whole building. Oh, wow. You know, I just wanted to make sure to bring that awareness of diversity here. As soon as I found out that that was like a position <laughs> that was coming up and I was like, oh, I'm on it. And there was what's, no what's the position about. So so as a diversity liaison, we are responsible for providing professional development to the staff about identity, inclusion, awareness, you know, different things. We also have a student diversity group. And so my diversity group is called the Wild Cards because our school theme is Wondering, Imagining, Learning, Discovering, which stands, that's our wild. And the card stands for Children Advocates Respecting Differences. And so I teach the kids that if you're a wild card, like in the game Uno, have that card that has all the colors on it and it's a wild card. It just changes the whole game, changes everything. (laughs) So I wanted them to feel like empowering them to be an advocate and and making changes in Mm -hmm. our world if they see injustices and things like that. So our club meets twice a month. So far this year, we've done so much. We had a student come in and he has type 1 diabetes and he did a whole presentation on what that is. And he's still a normal kid like everyone else, but there's some extra steps he has to go through to prepare for the day. And But it just empowered him because now people aren't like, well, where are you going? Why do you have to keep going to the nurse? You know, like he can actually teach them about what's going on. We had Joni Callum. She sung songs about kindness and about diversity. It was just amazing. So it was a night. And then I sent this home as a car chat. So parents, when they're after the event, they can actually in the car talk about what is empathy and why should we show kindness to others? That's a great idea. So they can continue the discussion at home. Exactly. Yeah. Also, uh, right now we're talking about identity, especially at this age. They just want to be like everyone else, you know, and so (laughs) teaching them that you have your own identity and to be proud of who you are and accept it. And so we did things like having these speech bubbles. I am in the middle and they get to talk about who they are. Um, And then we're also going to do something called an identity like an identity wheel, but it's a, have you ever heard of vision board? Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. So I'm going to have them do vision boards, mm-hmm. but just talking about who they are and being proud of that and being able to display it at their, their house. And so that's what we're talking about right now. So and now you teach uh, first grade. First grade. In first grade, how, how are they? It's not like teenagers were much more harsh with each other. Yeah. What are they like in first grade? So in first grade, and so even just younger, because we actually have kindergartners that are okay. part of our club. They notice differences as early as I think the the research shows that you like age two or three, okay. people start noticing differences culturally or I should say ethnically. 
And so they're already noticing these differences, but they just don't know how to maneuver around that. Like, how do I say what I want to say without offending? So they're just kind of very cautious. Mm. So I feel like this group gives them a, a um, gives them some tools, like a toolkit. Like, OK, when you encounter someone who is different than you, that's OK. You can still be friends with them. But you have to kind of pull it out of them and engage them in those conversations. Like we have Mix It Up at Lunch Day through the Teaching Tolerance website. Uh They do it every year. Um, We do it here at our school, too. And so, like, in the middle of the lunch tables, I'll have, like, discussion questions like, you know, how many brothers and sisters do you have? Just general questions to kind of just get to know someone. One year I had some a, a kid who didn't even want to come to school that day because he was so nervous about interacting with someone new. And I'm like, you know, this is important. Like, this is how you build these college career ready individuals to deal with this, you know, work in our diverse society, you know, is by um, making sure that they are equipped and they feel comfortable. And I think a lot of times if you understand. Yeah, just get to know a new person, you know, and like we read books together Um, in my student group. We read the book, The Sandwich Swap. Yeah, it's by Queen Raina. Um, It's about a little girl who brings hummus and pita to lunch and another little girl who likes peanut butter and jelly and how (laughs) they're really good friends, but they didn't know this difference about each other. And they made fun of each other at first and they argued and they started a big, huge food fight. And then (laughs) um, they tried the food of the other culture and they loved it. At the end of the book, they had this international food banquet kind of thing (laughs) and everyone was bringing food from different cultures and stuff. Those are the kind of things I do with younger kids. Or I'll do something like uh, we did a friendship rainbow where we took Fruit Loops and, and pipe cleaner and each color of the Fruit Loops stood for something that you wanted to be characteristic of a good friend or a, yeah. a kind person. And the clouds at the end were um, kindness and in the, which were marshmallows. <laughs> and so, oh, yeah, so we did that. You get to um, eat the kindness when you're Right. <laughs> you get to eat the kindness. So just things like that where they can understand like you know the differences that exist the similarities and just how to get along with each other cool. so yeah so then did the the whole culture festival come out of yes yeah, so world? it stemmed from that so it started uh, when i first been in this position for the diversity liaison for four years four or five years now it just started off as administering professional development to the teachers and then also the student group and then the student group had so many people that wanted something more like they wanted to be able to, you know, come and have a place where they can show off, the, you know, like they, they love the fashion show and things like that. So I was like, well, why don't we just do a night hosted by our student diversity club and we do a night and then we just like celebrate diversity. Right. I wanted it to be something more meaningful than like I told you before, like just like taco <laughs> night, like, you know, and then that's, you know, like this implicit bias or this thing that you have now about Hispanic and tacos. And that's just kind of like where that kind of stuff comes from. So yeah. I wanted to veer away Break from from that and lean more towards let's educate each other. Yeah. You know, let's celebrate each other. So that's how it started. We had T-shirts made for the evening and all of the kids in the diversity club group, they got to walk around and like <laughs> they were so proud, you know, and they would talk to people about what the club was about. They, they were on the announcements in the morning telling people to come to the multicultural night. The first year we had it, 
I don't believe we had as many acts, as many performers as we did. It was just like, I think we had the African drummer that first year and maybe one, I think maybe the Irish dancers. But it kind of grew because I wanted other cultures involved. Uh-huh. Um, so that's when this year we had the bagpipe and the uh-huh. accordion player and Indian, the uh-huh. Indian dancers <laughs> and... Um, yeah, and who else did we have? Um, oh, we also had the International Children's Choir come this year, and they sung different songs in different languages. So all of that, I just wanted to keep building on it. And this is a school effort. So I basically, the way that I do it is I send out a um, sign-up genius and parents sign up. Parents sign up to bring food or to help for decorations or for cleanup or whatever, and teachers sign up. So it's just a whole, I'm just the organizer. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. But it really does take the whole school. Yeah, a huge school. effort, yeah, of, huge effort of people. So, yeah, and I remember one year, just a quick story, one year before, when I first started working here, that diversity liaison position wasn't, I wasn't doing that. But I was walking through the hallway and there was this little boy. He was new to our school. He's from the Columbus City School area, but he was, it was his first day and a little African-American boy. So I'm walking through the hallway and he runs up to me, like just, just grabs me. Like, and I wraps his arms around me. I'm like, hi, like, hi, honey. Like, you know, what's your name? You know, and before he could even say his name, there were tears in his eyes. And he was like, there's more of us. And from that moment, I said, I got to do something, something, because there are kids here who don't get to see themselves. There are kids here who probably feel like, you know, I'm just going to assimilate. I'm just going to, you know, do what they do and what I'm what people think I'm supposed to do, but I'm not going to speak about my culture. I'm not going to celebrate my religion. I'm not going to be able to pray when I'm supposed to be able to pray. Right. Things like that. And I was just like, it's not okay. Because I know... very isolating when you come from yes. a place where you are with people where you consider, hey, this is my community or yes. my culture. And you come yes. to a place where like you don't see any you of that. You don't see That's... any of that. And so I was like, I got to do something. And um, so then the next following year, that's when we had the group. And so then after my first diversity night, he came back, the same little boy. <laughs> but he brought a friend this time, another a little white boy. And both of them hugged me. And they said, thank you for giving us diversity night. <laughs> It was just, it was so rewarding, you uh-huh. know, not just for me, but for them. So I'm very passionate about it. I definitely am learning more just because I'm doing this as a me. I know everything either. I'm uh-huh. learning more, but it's all about building bridges. Yeah. So. I was going to ask what kind of effect you actually saw on the students after. Yeah, I, I think that um, it's definitely in my classroom because it's hard for me to get to see everyone. But from that point on, from our first night, our multicultural night, which we call Cheshire's Cultural Connection, from that first event, it was just a community building. And then the second year, the theme of our school started to change, the culture, the climate, from our principal to the teachers and how they interacted. So now this year, like we get together once a month, all of the teachers get together away from school and just hang out. Like that's something that didn't happen before. People always talk about Cheshire because they're saying that, oh, Cheshire, that's the happiest place on earth (laughs) because it's just the climate that we've built here. And all the other schools too, the the other schools are doing it. I just came from a diversity meeting, learning more. um, And it's just an amazing thing. So next year, my hope is to pull some Someone else in this diversity liaison position and get some fresh ideas. And I've been doing it a while now (laughs) and just kind of be a help to that new person. That's my goal. But yeah, it's been a great ride so far. You were mentioning on the phone when we spoke that just the diversity here is less than... 
Yes. In other areas of what kind of diversity do you see in this school? We have many African population. We have a high Indian population. It was not that many African-American students compared to like Olentangy Meadows, which is they're like almost 5% in diversity. Oh, wow. Yeah. So here we're probably at about 11%. Okay. They're really high. So, yeah, where we're situated, um, all the way north and cornfields and things like that, (laughs) it's usually just the same type of people in this area. But people are starting to move here and um, need to feel welcome. Uh, I was going to ask, what are are the trends of of people that you've seen coming in? Has the diversity of the town changed? Yes. Oh, yes. It's changed a lot even from like 10 years ago. But yeah, it's changed a lot. There's definitely more people moving in, more people with families. I mean, OLNTNG district is one of like the best in Ohio, one of the best in the state. We're the largest district in the state of Ohio as well. It just keeps growing, 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 growing. (laughs) As our superintendent will tell you, we spend (laughs) less per pupil than any other district that is comparable to OLNTNG. So it's just like where people want to move here because their taxes go far. And um, plus, you know, it's just a it's a great community to live in. They did have some issues before. The reason why diversity has become so important. Students have felt like my needs aren't being met mm-hmm. culturally. So like you got to do something. So they, they, so they, they feel like there is some separation. Yes. There, that they're yes. walking into someplace that's different. From what yes. Yeah. And even with like the teacher population, I mean, I there's probably only out of the thousands of teachers we have, there's probably like 25 minority, maybe oh. 30 now. Oh, very little. Very little. So they're not seeing it. They're not around it. You know, so this is definitely something new. But the district is definitely open to it. I mean, for them to create all these positions. Yeah, that's fantastic and, that they're thinking about it. Yeah. And saying, go do what you, you know, do do what you what you want to do, you know. And then our superintendent has came to all of our multicultural nights and has been a presence here. And yeah, they're really on board. What would an ideal world look like for you in terms of diversity? An ideal world for me would just be just equity for all. I know people say equality or, you know, everyone treated equally or fairly. And I don't know if that's necessarily ever going to happen just because (laughs) of how our society was built. But if everyone is just equitable, you know, treats, treats each other with equity and with empathy and just understand Mm -hmm. like that we can all work together. We can all make this world a better place if we all just give, you know, and Mm -hmm. all help. So that would be the ideal for me is just to live in a world where everyone's needs are met. Wherever level that you are, your needs are met. I mean, we wouldn't have the homelessness or the different the different issues that we have in our society if everyone was just like, let's all help to meet the basic needs of everyone. Yeah. And that's not the case. So that would be great for me. You mentioned as we were walking in, in here that when you were growing up, you moved around a lot. Yeah. Do you have any stories of how you encountered diversity in, in the different areas? Because it sounded like some things were pretty extremely different. Yeah. Um Well, I mean, I would say growing up, I was in a mostly majority white schools because my mom felt like that was the place where you get the best education. So she would we would live in maybe the poor neighborhoods or or the hood, I guess you would say. (laughs) And we would move. But she would drive me 35, 40 minutes every day so I can go to this other school that was like the top school. She did that 
every place that we've moved. Um, and usually I am close to the the only one or maybe, you know, small minority of us. And so it just kind of was what I was used to. And then I went when I moved to Akron um, and went to high school there, it was like it was culture shock for me <laughs> because I'm like other people that look like me. And it's more of them and more of us than them. Like that was just really different for me. And so we had, you know, every kind of diversity you can think of. I mean, we had all different types of people. One of my closest friends was Laos and we had, wow. you know, Hispanic. Yeah, it was it was an amazing school to go to. It was like right in the middle of downtown Akron, you know? Yeah. So it was, it was amazing. And then when I went to college, I went to Kent state, which okay. was also a small minority of us, but they had programs there, yeah. you know, that, that helped, you know, different, I mean, just different ethnicities or whatever, mm. just had their own little program or club or whatever. So I was definitely a part of those. So yeah, I've had, I've been kind of it, it was it was hard for me. I mean, in all honesty, it was hard for me to come to Olin Tangy because I felt like I was um, I'm trying to think of the politically correct word to use. <laughs> it's like a sell like selling out, you know, and not um, not being supportive of my own community, because I know that in the black community or maybe or some of the lower income mm. districts that they would need a teacher as just as passionate mm. there and then. But I chose to come here where there's not a lot of people who look like me. And so I kind of felt like I was letting my my community down. But it seems like that's just as important to have you here when. Exactly. And that's what I found out being here. It's a huge learning experience that being here has taught me so much, but I'm able to give so much, too. So, yeah, it's been it's been great. Now, you mentioned you had children. Yes. Is this something that you do at home in terms of helping them learn about diversity? Yes, absolutely. I have three kids. Michael is 14. He just turned 14 yesterday. Uh-huh. Mason is 11 and Malia is 7. So we, as a, my husband is from Jamaica. My husband's family is from Jamaica. Oh, okay. Both of his parents. They met here when they went to Tuskegee. <laughs> And found out they were from the same village oh, wow. in Kingston. Yeah. And so um, so he is full 100 percent Jamaican and my kids are 50 percent. So we're teaching them about their heritage and speaking Patois and learning about oh, reggae music and just getting them, <laughs> you know, just like you have this part of you that we want to, you know, embrace. Um, but also teaching them about other aspects of diversity and not just cultural, mm-hmm. you know, making sure that they understand about, you know, autism or Mm. different, you know, just different culture, cultural things. And so my son, so funny, my middle son, he, he was like, mom, can, you know, my friends come over? And I'm like, oh yeah, sure. And friends came over. It was like United Nations, you know, like, I'm like, wow. (laughs) Cause they're just so open, you know, they're just, they're so open to it because of what I do and because of what their dad, you know, yeah. Yeah. So and we we volunteer at different. We do the outreach as well, you know, and anytime we do our like the sock drives and things here, too, they're right there with me. Um, We go to the children's hospital and yeah, just what kind of outreach do you do? Yeah. So we we've done um, you make I don't know how like you make these soup kits that you send away. So we've done those um, through their football and basketball leagues. And then we've also done. Operation Christmas Child, where you make these boxes and you send off the boxes to different places. We've raised money for Doctors Without Borders. And what else have we done? We've done the sock drive where we're just donating socks for needy families. Um, 
And what else have we done? Oh, we've done walks. Like we, we've done the African-American male wellness walk. And we've done that every year. We've also done um, the buddy walk, which is for Down syndrome, kids with Down syndrome. Just kind of. That's, that's a yeah. lot. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You keep very busy, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. On top of just their basic stuff, like oh, school regular and activities. Then regular activities. <laughs> and like I said, my son's part of the taiko drumming, too. So he, they do that. And they're actually going to London. How exciting. Yeah, they're going to the whole, they're taking the whole taiko group, well, whoever is going to pay for it, <laughs> to go to London um, and actually perform there. And last When are they going years, to London? They're going in June. Um, and then two years, well, my son, unfortunately, he, he wants us to go with him. So he was <laughs> like, I don't want to be in another country without you. And I was like, okay, well, we can't afford it this year, but I promise I'm going to take <laughs> you. Because I just want them to know about other countries yeah. and just be able to experience that. And, and London um, is extremely diverse. Oh, really? See, I've never, I've never uh, been. I've lived so, there for nine years. Did and, you? Yeah. We'd go out to dinner and I would be at a table. None of my friends were British or American. So <laughs> it was exactly wow. like that. You know, it'd be United Nations, yes. you know, Spain, France, yep. <laughs> Hong Kong, yes. India, India. Yes. So, That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So I want him to, I want my kids to experience that. So um, teacher salary, not yet, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. Well, can I ask you something? I know this Certainly, is not, yeah, I mean, yeah. but I just wanted to know, like, so when I reached out to you, you know, and your wife, what made you say, we want to come do this? My wife has very little idea of the American school system. She grew mm-hmm. up in India and their schools were very much, you succeeded by memorizing the textbook. So mm-hmm. she's a very good memory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think she, she had no concept of, of what exactly was going on. She mm-hmm. thought, okay, they're doing some performance Mm-hmm. She heard, okay, it's a cultural performance, they're doing different. And she really didn't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. And we were on our way here. And, you know, she had told me briefly about it, and I had one idea. Mm-hmm. And I think when we were coming, she was explaining it a little bit more. And I was like, I hadn't understood that there was a whole cultural fair going on behind yeah. it. So yeah. when I showed up and I saw everybody, all the kids and people dressed up like that, just it's very inspiring just seeing people. And everyone's so excited about yes. it. You know, they're there, they're eating, they're running around, they're very happy. There's, yes. you, you see all these different acts going on. Mm-hmm. You know, it just makes me feel like, hey, that's... That's what our that's, world should be. <laughs> that's what our world should be. And yeah. growing up with that, knowing in your mind that, okay, yeah, all these different cultures exist and they're fine. They're, mm-hmm. you know, and they're, they're all... They're different, but that's okay, mm-hmm. you know, and that's something to celebrate, not yeah. something to put up borders and run yes. away from. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So. It's what our country is built on. Yeah. You know, like the diversity, like I was talking to my, my student group and I'm like, what are some of your favorite foods? And we, and they, <laughs> all of the foods they name, I said, you know, none of those foods originated here. <laughs> like people brought those ideas yeah. here, you know, and just them understanding that that's what this world is. It's that's what it's supposed to be. People bringing their own personal experiences, their own cultural practices and beliefs to a place that we can all share in. It's not this separate, segregated type of thing. So, I, I mean, I'm going to continue to do that work. But yeah, I'm always going to be passionate about diversity. Yeah.